Welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Landvel. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottom. 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 Wait, wait, I forget to forget it. Listen, idea, and I was just like, over to you. <laughs> <laughs> how are we doing? How, how, how was Christmas? How was New Year's? Um, New Year's was good. Well, I had a, a little get together um, for New Year's Eve into New Year's. Um, and then, oh, I was supposed to go to a hike. Mr. Kevin and JV and wake up and then make it to the hike. Um, I could wake up, so <laughs> I never make it to the hike. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it has been, it has been, um, a good start to, um, the year. Um, I got office Monday, the close them. So then on the last episode, you see Glendia talk about, I think before we just start recording their talk, but the close them went by. Glenn stepped in an office and I was just like, yeah, you ain't playing with the girls this year. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't playing. But yeah, they got me. I'm gonna have more for reveal throughout the course of the year. When we launched a new space, you know, I have, have one in particular that I'm plan for it, but I just need to get the undershirt feet because it's it sheer. I'm a can. If I got I'm a formal event, it can't be just I me mean, show, show my testicles. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, but since we start talk, child, but for two days ago, um, I've been doing good. Um, the um, the thing from with my um, my father, come father about my Christmas day. Um, so that that was a nice little event. Um, my stepmom went above and beyond to make it special for him. It was really nice. So big of she, um, and it was a nice restful trip overall. Um, and I guess I kind of got to see the, the full extent of, you know, my father's own acceptance of who I am, because when, when someone said, mom have some thigh high boots, so should I give me? And she did come upstairs, they, you know, to just try it on. My father come in and see me, I try it on, and don't even bat on eye. Like, you know, this is it, so we just, uh, we just have me a child, it's no business. My son, whatever. And that was just like very interesting, you know, to kind of see that both my parents um, um, love and accept me for me um, and as me. So um, if nothing else, this trip affirmed that. Um, I didn't get the rest that I so needed, but of course, I'm gonna come back to office with a bank, you know, you have to let the girls know. Right, and as I said, I, I, I plan to, you know, surprise the girls throughout the year, but, Right now, we're going through a moment and a, and a period, um, but, but I'm slowly getting out of it. 
Um, yeah, the picture from from Twitter and stream. All <laughs> <laughs> right, on. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going. Um, so you know, um, based on our last conversation, um, I told you guys I do already celebrate Christmas. So <clears throat> I was on the round about that time. I was on the second leg of um my mini tour. Um, so I was came from California. I was in Chicago at the time. Christmas day, I was actually traveling back to Syracuse. One one bigger problem um with um such airline. I'm not gonna call him name because. Um, but like girl it's the worst i mean understand all oh, them are america's top airline or voted best airline or whatever i don't even want to send me any on them but um new year's was good um <laughs> i was watching the covid numbers like closely every day because i was like do i really want to go out during the new year's at the club with um Omicron around a while about the place. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. My whole man has move come to America in the midst of the pandemic anyway. So I'm afraid of <laughs> So I did go to the club. Um, it was good. Um, I actually reached out to a drag queen who hosts shows at that particular club and you know spoke about me potentially performing at some point in the future. I don't know when, but um I'm definitely, definitely serious about that happening this year. Um, so you know me I do my look of practice, my look of lip sync. Every now and again me I go try to post one video me or something. <laughs> Just so we get the feeling of being out there in public actually lip syncing. Um we might see one one and two choreography at some point, I'm not sure. But outside of that, um it's just preparing for the semester to start. Um, we get an extra week again because of COVID. So we're now starting on the 24th of January. So I'm just here doing my pre-work up. So to all that. So yes, I come back by year year, but all that possible. Yeah, because um, so this scholarship is for two years. So this year I have to transfer um my my documents over to the school. So now they're with the Department of Education. I have to transfer them to the university, and I have to come back to Jamaica to do that. Oh. Wait, so I, I, yeah, I can't switch over while I'm here because I have to go through the um the embassy. Where you can't switch over? My visa. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I confuse. Anyways, we talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole it's a whole process, girl. You know that people over there are complicated for no reason. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all like only maths and science and so unnecessary. But we move. All right, so today we'll be talking about notions of allyship, um, um, what makes, uh, I guess, what makes somebody a good ally. Um, also, uh, I guess, what are the characteristics of a good ally, if I say it differently, um, whether or not allies should be considered a part of the, the LGBTQIAA plus acronym. Yeah, yeah, I Um yeah, so we're gonna talk about allyship. And of course, you know, as we are going to do, talk about whether or not um or the extent to which we we've we've had allies in our lives that are are 
that have been good allies to us or good examples of allies that we've had in our lives. Um, so yeah. So I'm going to start with you, Lamville. Um, <laughs> I think I have been fortunate enough. Um, and I think even before I knew what an ally was, uh, I've been fortunate enough to be around people who would have known my sexual orientation and um, would have given me the same support. Um, I, I think I, I have said this a million and one times on the podcast, every time something come up regarding um, like O'Shane Grant. Um, that when I started um, UA and for um, Chancellor never had a washroom at that time, and I used to do um, his laundry. And you know, the you know, Chancellor men are and there are talks that oh, um, either we inner things or I'm interested in him because them don't know which male friend I wash him other friend boxers, right? And <laughs> if. if if you know Chancellor, you know that there are things that you're not supposed to do and there are things that, you know, can make people kind of look at you in a different way and you possibly, they make your life a living hell. And it was kind of good in the different ways that he stood up for me. Um, and, you know, for the, like, when I heard it, I was just like, okay, maybe I shouldn't go on Chancellor. And he's like, um, no, yeah, my friend, um, I don't care what anybody say, I am going to um, support you in any possible way. And he really has been, up to today, he really has been um, a champion in like different spaces for um, issues. I, I, he's extended, I think he does a lot of things around like women's rights, um, but he he does lend his voice to a lot of things around like LGBT rights. So I, I've been fortunate enough. Um, and even in the in the workplace, I remember um Lindsay um McDonough, my former um boss, Lindsay is like I even bef before I got involved in JFlag, Lindsay used to ensure say me get tickets <laughs> for good um JFlag events. Lindsay is like, um, okay. This is coming up. I know she she either used to call Javen or somebody at um J Flag. I mean, no, say a ticket come either for breakfast. I remember the first time I, I, I went to um a queer party was breakfast party, and it was Lindsay who get the ticket and she said, Yeah, go. Um <laughs> so she, yeah, so so there are different persons who have encountered who've really um come to have a, have a, a, a better understanding. Um, they were ignorant to um what it meant to be um lgbt they had different kind of myths and thing and they've kind of come around and um in their little ways um they do speak up for um lgbt persons so before you move ahead what i'm curious to know is that because i think you spoke about i guess your experiences in almost two ways so almost like an ally to you personally but also an ally to the cause. Um, my question is for a person to be an ally, do they have to be an ally to the cause or is it enough for them to just be supportive to um, individual LGBT people? 
And that's a general question I'm putting out there. Um, I mean, you you can be you can be an ally to an individual, and then you can also be an ally to the cause. I don't think that I, I don't think there's a there's one definition or there is a blueprint for how you do um your allyship. I think what I think something that I've held is that you you can't be if 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 you're an ally for LGBT t it has to be for everybody so it, it can be lgb and there's no t or it can't be um l and b and there's no g and t um but i do believe that if it, if it, if if you can be um allied to an individual whether it's different or whatever and then you can show greater support um to the god but my thing is you have to if you're an ally it has to be um straight across the board you can't leave out some members um of the community and what are your thoughts just you know on that last that last bit um you know i'm kind of i'm kind of wary of of people who are you know quote-unquote just comfortable with their friends being queer but then doesn't they don't necessarily extend um similar considerations to other members of the queer community and that's where i'm kind of torn in terms of whether or not you can be an ally just to your friends and say you're an ally of the community, um, so forth. So that's, that's my only thing. I mean, surely enough, there is no blueprint, um, agreeing with Lanvel, but I'm wary, very super wary of those people. Like growing up, I never understood or never thought too much about it. When I when I had friends who say, you know, I like you, but I don't like the other people them, or I like you, so I don't care. But you know that what all the things that came after that but <laughs> was very toxic and you know had the potential to incite violence against the community and even me when I wasn't in their presence. So I'm very wary of that. Um, but in a broader sense, um, like I don't know, allyship, allyship weird. Um, <laughs> you know. Just our, our little um, side conversation we we're having before the recording, the recording started um, kind of got me thinking and I was having a conversation with a friend uh, earlier this week about the same topic. Um, you know, like what makes us or makes someone an ally? There's this, there's this conversation um, some time ago that says, you know, you have to, you have, to have that shared um, oppression or shared cause that you're fighting for to be to be considered allies. And then I, I begin to wonder about my own my own work as an ally of well I, I think I'm an ally <laughs> of Landville can correct probably an ally of um, indigenous communities, you know, like you know using my my own work to advocate on their behalf. And I don't consider myself to be a part of the community, nor do I, do I want to consider myself to be a part of the community because I don't have that history. I don't have all of those connections, right? What I have is a platform that I can speak on or I can amplify voices and causes. And, you know, just going back to that, I'm now rethinking my position on whether or not I consider allies to be a part of the LGBT community. I know there's been some debates about that second A, and I'm now like 
pulling back on my, my initial position. So, so, so I guess, well, I'm gonna ask since Landell already shared, cause the reason I may ask for the Google first can is still I think. Um, well, ally, we know who, but your um, allies um, in your life, You may ask him. Alas Namel. Um, well, um, so there's my there's my friend in um in Canada, big up, big up Shauna. Um I I refer to her as my sister. So most times um if you see me I post woman sister, I talk about my sister, she may talk about us. Um there is my cousin who is here. <laughs> I, re <laughs> I remember um last year. We were out. I don't remember. Was it her birthday? I think it was. We were out having a good time, and I think it was her mother who called her and said something, said something to her about me, um, implicating me, um, or accusing me of 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 a misdemeanor. Not even a misdemeanor. It was something tragic, and I don't even want to. I don't even want to repeat it on the podcast. But Glenroy, I called you that night. You remember? I called you that night in a fit of rage. Um, I'm not going to tell you what she do, but <laughs> what sis did in response to that proved to me that, listen, she have my back. <laughs> so, um, big up, big up, Kathy. Um, I can't think, I can't think of many more. Like, there are, there are people who I know who are, oh, 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 God, forget Shakina, look at Shakina, um, that I met, I met her at UA. She started her master's program after me and, I don't, I don't know how that became how that came to be, but we've pretty much been Batty and Chimmy since then. And a lot of a lot of relationships were were challenged because of how she and I interacted. Um but yeah. She she really she she really did defend me um when the other grad students did attack smack and I come with them fuck shit. Um but there are a couple more about the list <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've noted you only you, you, did you only mention women? Yeah, because um the, the straight male friends I have, I don't I really do not consider them to be allies um in any way because they're not gonna they're not gonna I've, well, I've never had the experience of them defending me in public um, um, when, when anything would have happened um, or that would, yeah. And I don't see them actually doing that. Mm. But as in we're cool and we talk smack with each other in private, but for me, that, 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 that being in public is a criteria for me to be for me to consider an ally. But that's interesting. Um, interesting because I think about how, you know, there are many members of our own community that I guess aren't public, quote unquote, um, but then I guess requiring that publicness for somebody to be considered an ally. But then again, I guess because ally is based on something you do rather than, an identity that you have that some display is almost necessary for, for people to know you as an ally. 
yeah, and, and being an ally is not a criteria for my friendship. So I can separate the two. I can we can be very good friends, even if you're not an ally for the community. You just you just I, it it just has to be a case where you're like you're not out there pushing the anti the anti-gay agenda or the homophobic agenda. Um, whether it be behind my back or in front of my face. As long as that's not happening, then I don't have a problem being a friend, being your friend. But definitely, yeah, if you have something to say, yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I think for me, it, it doesn't have to be um, public um, because there are, as I said, there are a lot of uh, persons who are championing the cause um, behind um, closed doors. And for, for me also, if, if for example, um, my friend Oshin, if he's on Chancellor and he's around his um, Chancellor friends and something comes up that is related to the LGBT community and he's like, yo, um, he, in a sense, kind of possibly maybe the only one who comes out and say, give his opinion or kind of in a sense try to change mindset or try to have a, a, an open conversation about it i feel like that's still doing the work but i wouldn't know that he's doing that kind of work um so i still consider that um allyship even though it's not public and everybody it's not on a billboard and everybody's seen it because a lot of the work that is being done is being championed behind closed doors I guess before um, you come your chief then right um public probably wasn't the right word for me to use, but that's exactly what I mean, Andel. Like just it you just can't be with me. Like you can't just stay in front of my face every day and say okay with me being queer. But in other spaces, you're you're pretty much mute when the topic comes up. Mm. So my question is the quest question that I had. Because um, you said, you know, your friends don't have to be allies or you can be a friend with somebody who's not technically considered an ally. Does it affect the, the depth and the connection of the friendship? In other words, we'll be friends, but not close friends. Not really. Because they're... Yeah, like I, no, no. I, I feel like I, I feel like a hypocrite if I, if I, um, use that to judge the standard of my friendships, um, because there are a lot of there are a lot of causes out there that I don't champion, and I have friends who champion them, or friends who have experienced a particular things, and I'm not actively championing their causes, so it wouldn't be fair for me to use that as a criteria for my friendship. I mean, I, I don't think it's a criteria for my friendships, but I think that I would, as a friend, um, I wouldn't want you to be in a space where whether, whether I'm being discussed or something regarding um, the LGBT community is being discussed and as Em would have said, you're, you're kind of mute on the, I'm not saying that you need to change people's mind or you need to um, try to con quote unquote convert um, anybody, but I think that I need to know that if a situation comes up, 
you're you're going to there's you're going to have an opinion it or you're going to speak out in whatever way um against it and i, I think for me because i remember we I, I have a group of friends from my high school um and one of them is like i know she's like religious religious but we're cool but the last time we met i remember we were at jangas and i and i asked her um i i asked her like her views um on the lgbt community and she was just like oh you know we're cool um she doesn't quote and she doesn't support um the lifestyle or whatever but I could understand, I understood she was coming from a real, a deeply, deep religious background. Her parents, I think, either pastors or whatever in the church. So I could understand that possibly it's not necessarily what she believes, but you grew up in the church. You've been, you, you basically know nothing else. So no amount of schooling or exposure hasn't changed um, her mind. But that don't, that don't mean, say, okay, the friendship got cut off um when we're in spaces we interact and we're very we're very very cool um yeah okay fair 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 um i guess it's a tricky thing because you know to require I, i'm thinking about how so many members of our own community don't speak out ourselves um but of course, the sanctions for us speaking out is different for the sanctions for an ally speaking out. So it's not the same, but, um, but it's a fair point to say, if you're going to be my friend, with that hope say I have my back in a certain spaces, um, as I would want all of my friends to have my back in certain spaces where I am brought up as a topic or my community is brought up because if my community is brought up, it invariably, yeah, talk about me to an extent. So that's fair. I mean, if I think about like some of the great allies I've definitely had in my life, then Regina and Christine are gonna be the obvious examples um, um, because they've, I mean, Christina the longest because me and Christina have been close since um first year faculty um a long time that no it mirror to that 10 years my gosh my old yeah and then near Regina became closer around uh at the time but um through you know they've always supported me um at different stages and supported my work so they not just me Glen Roy, but me, Glen Roy, the advocate, showing up for me, celebrating my wins, um, doing the kind of work that I do, um, showing up for me in the different in different ways. Um, so there are some wonderful examples. I mean, why? You know, it it, it kind of weird for consider Karen ally, you know. Yeah, no, Karen does feel like a community. <laughs> I got to Karen. I got to tell Karen to listen to this episode. I exactly, which part of the episode is it? <laughs> but you know, on principle, you know, Karen, and I think Karen is like one of the you know supreme examples of allyship. If we're being honest, I mean, and of course, it doesn't just start with me. You know, Karen has always had queer friends. 
um, people like Javed in her life and her other queer friends where she stood up for them um, before she started working at JFLAG and has continued to be a voice for LGBT people in the work that she does. Um, and it's, it's reflected also not just at her workplace, it's also reflected um, in, importantly in how she's raised her son like she's not, she, she didn't, as far as I'm aware, she didn't limit a, a Johnny to um, certain toys or certain things. She allowed him to, to decide what things he was, what toys and things that he gravitated to, and then kind of advised us who are a part of a Johnny's village um, in terms of the kind of toys and things to buy him based on what he would have indicated that he liked and stuff like that. So. Um, I, I've always loved and respected that about her, that she doesn't just, she, she doesn't just talk it. She lives um, her principles as far as being an ally to the community and talking about the issues. And actually, she's actually one of the persons that in, in, the, in the office that would always talk about making sure that we engage the community or that we, um, get their views and opinions on certain things before we move ahead, that kind of thing. So you, you see it in how she operates and the way she does her work. So I think she's an amazing example of that. Uh, who else? Uh, let me the ally here. Who else? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but I mean, I tend to agree with uh, both of you about uh, one, I feel like since allyship is something that someone has to kind of, you have to do allyship to be an ally, that I think you have to kind of show a propensity to be there for me more than just my quiet friend, right? Where you're my friend, but then you know, they don't be on being my friend because is that really allyship or is it a situation where, oh, I have a black friend so I can't be racist kind of vibe, you know? So I, I do think it requires a little bit more than that. Um, but I, and, I, and, and so I think, but I think an important thing for any, for any ally is to be able to listen and understand so, so when I talk about doing allyship is also appreciating that you kind of have to, and this is allyship regardless of the cause we're talking about, right? Um, that you kind of have to prioritize the voices of the people who are directly affected by the issue, um, even if for whatever reasons, and, 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 and as an ally, you're uniquely placed. You can see things from the outside world's perspective, then you can see things from the perspective of the vulnerable community. And so maybe you can you could say, oh, do this and this might work, but then the community may have very, very strongly held views on why they wouldn't do particular actions, right? And it's it's for you, you as an ally, to kind of appreciate that and recognize that rather than trying to tell them how to do the work that they do or, you know, I, I, yeah, 
tell them how to advocate on their own behalf. So I think listening is a critical thing for any ally. You're always gonna be learning. You're always going to um, learn new concepts, learn new, especially in this community, um, learn new um, ways of doing things. And so you have to always kind of be attuned and prepared to learn. Um, and I say that as somebody who regards myself as an ally to the trans community specifically, because even though we say LGBT, I've always felt like um, the issues that affect the trans community is, is different. Um, it, it, LGB, our sexual orientation, right? And, and for a lot of people, their sexual orientation is not manifested externally, but for quite a number of trans people and gender non-conforming people, their gender identity ends up becoming manifested externally. And so they, the extent of the discrimination is different. Um, their experiences are different. And from ever since, from Stonewall days, they've always had gotten the brunt of the discrimination in the community. And sometimes the community itself kind of tosses them aside. So I've always, kind of try to use that uh, notion of like listening and asking questions and saying, okay, why, why is this the way forward or why is this the recommendation, even if I don't fully get it, to kind of understand where the trans community is coming from and how they do their things. And then sometimes I have to just know it for shut up. I feel like sometimes you have to allow the people in the community for the talking. Um, I think a, a good a good ally also, I think as Em says it about, you know, sometimes, especially when you have a platform, I think a good ally allows somebody to use their own platform to disseminate whatever message that they need to disseminate, right? That way, um, you're giving more opportunities to people who don't have the same level of access that you have, right? And that platform could be um, a, 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 for, for all the people who work in media, a spot on a, on a discussion panel. It could be a, 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 a meeting with somebody that you work for or, you know, but I feel like good allies aren't are also people who can leverage whatever spaces they're in to have the person come in and have the conversation um, that needs to be had, even if the, the ally themselves would not necessarily be able to have it in its fullness or answer all of the questions that persons might have. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's reflective of good allyship. So, now to the question of um, are they considered a part of the community? And so they change their mind, but I want your London free. No, you see, you see, even before I answer, what well, I think my answer is is a straight out no, I, I don't think so. But it was so funny, like, the things that you, you, you said prior to this, I remember. Um, when I attended um, National Student Pride in um, London and um, Lady Phil was there. And there are quite a few things that she said that were very impactful. I remember 
um, there was a white man on the panel and the white man said that he would not do the panel discussion unless Ladyfield um, was there or somebody from the community is there because you can't invite somebody to a space, a take up space also because he's white to speak on issues that he's a man, um, one, and, he's, and you want him to speak about communities that he possibly does not serve, have no idea about their needs. So sometimes you, you must, you, as an ally, you have to be in the position where you know that you possibly aren't the best person. You have an opportunity to provide and you, you have the platform. Somebody say, okay, you're com come to this, talk about that. Possibly you're not the best person. So I feel like as a, as a good ally, you know when to be like, okay, I think um, Glenroy has been doing the work uh, with JF. Like I think Renee has been doing the work with Transwave. They're, they're possibly the better persons and they're also Jamaicans who are dealing with um, Jamaican LGBT issues. And also the fact that it, your, your, your allyship, uh, she said, I think your allyship must be intersectional. It must be inclusive that it, it can't go for um, LGB and not um, include the T. But coming back to your question, I don't think I, I don't think allies have the shared experience or the lived experiences that we do. Um, and although LGBT persons are have a, en enjoy a certain level of privilege, um, and for some of them. Um, they're able to kind of navigate life in a way that you possibly um, will not face the same challenges as other persons within the community. I feel like generally allies, you don't even, even if somebody, you're out of road and somebody be like, how could you support X or how could you support Y? The fact is that you can go on living your life day by day without having that necessarily um, over your head. Um, for us, your sexual orientation, your gender identity is something that day by day, um, you have to explain to people, you have you, your, your very existence for, for, for people in certain country comes into question. Um, your right to, to live comes into question. I don't think um, um, allies go, go, go um, face those um, issues. Yeah, I d definitely agree. I feel like the thing, as I, as I had said before we started recording, also the, the thing with allyship, you can literally choose when and how to show up as an ally. So, I mean, since it's nothing you do, it's a thing you cannot do at this particular point. And until you do that thing, then you're not going to necessarily face any type of associated discrimination. Whereas for a lot of, for those LGBT people who, like myself, cannot hide, um, as people see, um, you know, it, we're going to face whatever experiences. And so um, I, I, I don't know that, I mean, I, first of all, I, I would love to know who in charge of the acronym. That has been my issue for a very long while. And it's on a way, but I need to know. Who is in charge of the acronym? Because I feel like I wonder, were there any consultations? Is it glad? If I'm glad, maybe I'm glad, you know, maybe I'm glad and you don't know. Maybe I'm eager and I don't know. But I am saying, there was like, when was the conversation at that allies was supposed to be a part of it? Uh, who did sit down and agree with that? Was there a meeting of the minds? Maybe there was, but I just, I just hear, I just see reported somewhere, and boom, I eat that now. And, and I guess the whole of just work with it. 
And I don't know nothing for that, no. Because I'm like, mm, no. Because even if you face associated discrimination, because you speak up on behalf of the community. And, and for some people that might be very real depending on the context that they're living in. And, I, and it's not to downplay it, you know, I'm just saying it's still not the same. It really is not the same. And as I said, as an ally, you still have all of the, especially an ally to the LGBT community, you still get to benefit from all of the rights that are unevenly distributed to, or are completely shut off from LGBT people altogether. So, you know, I mean, you got your relationships recognized, you know, your sex is not criminalized, those kinds of things, right? So it can't be the same, right? If we look at what the issues are for LGBT people. And I think putting them as a part of that acronym kind of, I, I don't know, I guess it was for kind of show them appreciate, show appreciate. But I feel like the whole point of allyship is, is, is that it's the same in a part of this book that support this. So what kind of appreciation I'm not think safe. What I'm saying is, I think they only need to put them in an acronym for them feel appreciated. I'm an ally there, since them have a day for everything. Wow. It makes sense. That that that's totally um that makes that makes total sense, right? There's no question about it. And it's you know, especially pointing out that you know they can choose to not show up um and go about them life, nothing don't change because them can unlike unlike us who are actual members of the community, um our identity is a part of us, however it manifests, we can't take off that and put it down. Right, but you can always decide not to show up as an ally, or you can you can decide to like totally stop being an ally at any point um, when you feel like it no longer works for you. So yeah, like I'm a victim if I agree with the girls, but whether I agree with the girls. Well, I, I don't know that we agree with the girls because let, let, let's make it very clear: allies are very important to the movement. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> let me say that. Okay, no, so I'm not one to agree with the girls, right? Allies, I mean, if I think about like how, you know, JFLAG in its earlier years um, was doing the work, a lot of it was through the support of allies. Um, so that's me saying that you're not necessarily a part of the community is not me saying that the work that you do is not worthy of recognition. Look at like Ivan Makalasovas, who is regularly, acknowledged for the work that she's done to support members of the community, particularly those that are displaced. Um, she's, she's, she's awarded for a reason, like, yeah, right? So allies forget that knowledge because critical allies will always be able to get in spaces that us members of the community are not able to get into. That's just that fact. That when you're part of a marginalized group, there is a limit um, to once you're claiming your marginalized identity, then there may very well be a limit to what you can access. Even if, even if you're well off, um, if you're claiming your marginalized identity as a member of the LGBT community, for example, there will be certain limits placed on you, right? Um, 
And so allies help, absolutely. Um, and I think there's nothing wrong with acknowledging allies. There's nothing wrong with creating spaces for allies. There's nothing wrong with providing allies with tools so that they can do more of the work that they're doing. There's nothing wrong with honoring them every now and then for the work that they're doing. Because let's be honest, they never have to do it. We wouldn't love if everybody was an ally, but truth, truth be told, they never have to do it. So if you want to dig them up to commit, whatever I do, go right ahead. So I'm always gonna be, I'm always gonna say, yeah, big up the ally them for the work for them do. Um, but that said, I don't think you have to be a part of the acronym to get a big up. Because even if the acronym itself is a big up. I'm gonna put it in my hand now. Oh yeah, okay, sorry. No, 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 I was just, I was, I was just thinking, no. <laughs> I'm just thinking, man. Okay. Well, if you're not nothing further, it can be a shorter episode than most. Do you answer all your questions? I would like to think so. Only if I have no question. You know, my, my, one, my one point was whether or not they belong, um, they deserve recognition as a part of the community. And we pretty much hash that out. Mind change and all. So now I have to go back and talk to my sister and make sure she was a girl. That's a go. That's a Glenn Rice. I should follow up on Instagram. So. Where's the. I think just messaging. I don't know, can't talk it out. Right, true. All right. Somebody else did a wrap up because I got through it. I nominate Lanville. The wrap up. No, you know what I wanted. You know, I I, I wanted to. It it was so when I had listened back to to Lemar and David, um, and just how I know Lemar spoke about the fact that um he lived in the U.S. and stuff like that. Um, David spoke about um his sister and and. Do you do you think it is maybe Jamaica just generally more females tend to support um are are more allies and in a sense how do we get um more males um to kind of get rid of some of the thinking that they have um, as it relates to members of the LGBT community. Um, and in a sense, in their own ways, um, support, um, begin to support um, LGBT persons. Well, so based on the, the little, I had done around the conversations with cishet men to, to have um, their, their own views on this issue. Um, and I think, for a lot of them, it's the guilty by association thing, right? Um, and so for a lot of them, even if they're okay with members of the community, um, they feel like if they're openly an ally, they'll be labeled as a part of the community. And so most of them just kind of 
And that might have impact on their own lives that they don't want to live with. In a way that women aren't necessarily, you know, don't necessarily have those kinds of concerns. So uh, I think that's a big part of the guilt by association. I mean, should the language guilty problematic? But that notion that, oh, if I am supportive of a member of the community, then that means I myself am very likely a member of the community is a big part of why um, a lot of men kind of stay back, um, even as they, they themselves might privately have queer friends and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I recognize that's an issue. I think what I had, one of my recommendations following th those rounds of conversation is that we need to do something that, whether it is a video series or something, that kind of makes it very clear that it's not catching, uh, but that, or rather that a, a cis man can have a gay friend that it's not an issue. You know, maybe something like BuzzFeed type or something, you know, but something like that, that can showcase the fact that, you know, this has been happening, you know, gay men and cis men have been friends for however long and it, it doesn't change anything. Um, so that, that's kind of what we, what I kind of, one of the main recommendations I kind of came out of that. But yeah, um, I, we, I, we did realize that most of the allies tend to be women, and it's because the man is afraid. Okay, understandable. Um, so yeah, I'm nominate me to do the wrap up. I can do the wrap up like Hogden did the wrap up. So I'll do the wrap up in Lanville. Well, this is not Lanville style. I just did the wrap up. Um, <laughs> so I want to give, uh, as we're talking about allyship and everything, I want to big up all the allies in Jamaica, all the allies abroad who support um, the Jamaican LGBT movement. As um, we've been saying, um, allies get us into spaces that we possibly don't have access to them, open some of the door them and them leave it open so we can squeeze the purple heel through. Um, <laughs> So, um, big thank you. Um, of course, if you have any feedback, any suggestion, anything that you think we never talked about yet that you want to hear our views on, uh, remember that you can link us on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook at Fish Tea Podcast, um, or you can drop us an email at fishteapodcast at gmail.com. As Glenn always say, say the numbers, we've recorded the highest number of COVID-19 cases since our first case. Um, so we're going to wash it off or sanitize it before you put it in your mouth. I don't know the sanitize part. Go. <laughs> but um, continue the social distancing, continue wear your mask, continue to follow government protocols as it relates to COVID-19, the boosters, them out, get your boosters. If you haven't gotten your first dose, get your first dose, get your second dose. We try to make, we're trying to make it out alive. That's it from me. Bye. Bye.